You're listening to Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information, check out chrisblair.com. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Emily Brooke. Emily is one of my unsigned artists of the month from 2022. She's a new up-and-coming artist. She's going to tell the story behind her song, Sidetracked, about her journey to American Idol and how she got into music. And it's just an awesome episode. Let's get to it. Hey guys, this is Chris Blair and this is Chris Blair's Stories Behind the Songs here with Emily Brooke, who also was one of our unsigned artists of the month. Emily, so good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just start from the beginning. Uh, You're from Florida. Yes. Um, What got you to Nashville and got you into loving music so much? So I actually started taking guitar lessons when I was about nine years old and I was in cheer at the time. My parents couldn't afford both. And it was when like Taylor Swift and Hannah Montana were like, you know, the bomb.com, like probably Jojo Siwa today (laughs) for the kids nowadays. Um, But I just absolutely love that they were females like near my age within like five years or so. And they played guitar and I just never seen that in like younger females. And so I really wanted to take guitar lessons. And so I chose to do guitar lessons over cheer for a little bit. And I actually wanted to quit at first. But my mom, growing up, her mom would always let her quit anything that she wanted. Like, wasn't like, you know, make sure to learn it first and then you can quit. So my parents' thing with us growing up was at least learn it to where you can say, I could play a song on guitar. And then if you still hate it, then you can quit. Because I was like, my fingers hurt. My nails are so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It was all of the things. Like, even this morning, I have, like, my really cute, like, Wolverine-type spooky goblin nails going on I had to file them down (laughs) to play guitar today (laughs) and um but yeah that was always my thing and my mom was like well I'm not letting you quit my mom always let me quit everything so just make sure you can learn how to play a song and then if you hate it you can and so here we are um I just loved the fact that I could do it and just started playing at coffee shops and my guitarist had me out at their my guitarist had me out at their show that they had every Saturday night, and it was just so fun. It became one of those things where me and this other kid, uh, Alex Shaw, and our guitar teacher was Mark Breffy. Uh, he would have us out, and he's this like rock and roll, long black hair, like tattoos, piercings, and stuff. And so it was just so funny because I had like a little bob blonde haircut, <laughs> and you probably saw like me coming out to play, and was like, "What in the world is she about to do?" Because he's playing like Led Zeppelin and like all this heavy metal <laughs> stuff, and then I come out like, "You're the reason for the teardrops on my guitar." But um, it was really great experience, and so me and Alex Shaw, we played that show with him like every single Saturday, and it became a thing where the venue is like, it was like this restaurant. Like, if you, like, we love having you, just make sure every week you bring like that little blonde girl. And so oh, that's, that's kind so of cool. how I got my reoccurring, like, every weekend gig. So I'd play there every Saturday night with them, and then I think around 13, 14, Alex and I took it over, and we did it. We'd split the time, like an hour and a half each. Um, and then when I was 15, I never really watched American Idol that much. Uh, but my mom and my dad did. My mom especially loved it. 
watch it every single night, and I was like, eh, like it's cool. I'd watch a little bit of it, and then I'd like go in my room or something. Oh, but, it's cool. Just like yeah. no big deal, and then you end <laughs> up on American Idol. Yeah, it was insane. Like I, it it was a weird timing thing. I'm very big on like. I feel like I have very good intuition and I pick up vibes on people very well. And I also like believe like, oh my gosh, that's a sign. Or like you're supposed to see something when or like feel something when you're supposed to. And so this night I'd like walked out of my room randomly and the exact second that I had walked out, it was when Ryan Seacrest, um, it was uh, Caleb had just won. And he was like, this could be you. And he was pointing at the camera like he was looking directly into my soul. And <laughs> he was like, this could be you come in an audition next year. You could be the next American Idol. And so then it kind of like lit a fire in me. I was like, well, maybe I'm like supposed to go and do this. And so, um, I asked my parents, they're super supportive and they're like, of course, like we just, we can't afford to like take you to Nashville to go do these auditions. And so I was like, well, if I can afford to pay for it, can I do it? And they're like, well, of course. So I gigged like every single weekend, had multiple shows and I was also working at a concession stand at a baseball field (laughs) Um, and just trying to make like as much money as I could to pay for it. So I did, and we drove up to Nashville when I was, like, 15. I did the audition. First, you do the whole cattle call thing. So it's, like, seven booths of each, like, two or three executives at each booth. And then you're literally separated by a curtain. And there's four people at each booth trying to audition. So all of these people are singing and auditioning at the same time that you are with these other things. So you're hearing oh everything gosh. all at no the idea. same it like time. That. It was insane. It was one of the most wild things. That was the day I realized I had anxiety <laughs> 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 because I was in the med, like nobody knows this, but I was in the med's office like the whole entire time. I was a minor. So my mom was like sitting in the, it was the National Municipal Auditorium she was sitting there like waiting for our section of the auditorium to be called. And I was like, I just feel so sick. I feel so sick. I'm so nauseous. I'm going to throw up like lightheaded. Like I didn't know what was going on. I just thought I was so sick, had a stomach bug or something. And I was in there all day, was white as a ghost. And our section got called. I went, I did my audition. Everybody's singing at the same time. And out of like the four people in my group, I was the only one that got through that round. So then after that, it was just kind of crazy. It was like you do your group of that, and then you come back two days later for your executive rounds. And then if you make it through your executive, like EP1, EP2, then you come back two days later and you're in front of the judges. So it's, you actually go through a good bit before you get like yeah on on TV, which is crazy. That's that's just uh, it's mind boggling to like have to go and and hear all these other people singing at the same time and then like. And do that. So, but then oh, yeah. obviously it worked. You were the one that pit, picked. And then, yeah. so um, what was the journey after that then? Um, it was really wild, a lot of fun. It was definitely a blessing that I was a minor when I did it because it was amazing being able to have my mom there. Because once you get through that first, like, you know, a judge's audition, you wait, I think I, it was a couple months after the fact because I think I auditioned in July and then like October, November, fly you out to Hollywood. Um, if you make it through Hollywood, then you stay an extra week. But if you didn't, then you would go home. 
Well, so Hollywood week, between me and my mom combined, we probably got maybe three hours of sleep. Mm. Because it was just one of those things where like, okay, you get there, you like figure out what's going on, you, you know, are practicing, you're trying to pick your song. And it was very Hunger (laughs) (laughs) Games-esque vibes with that because they had, um, no, this is totally behind the scenes, but they had uh, like whiteboards on the like boardroom level of the hotel. So we were staying at like the Dolby okay. Hotel. And so each of the like boardroom ballrooms or whatever had different whiteboards and each of them have different lists of songs. So you didn't know which door had what song. So you kind of had to like run and try to see if that was the song that was on and you had to write your name before anybody else wrote your name. They had to start at the bottom of these escalators and then like run up and try to find it was the most crazy thing. So once you get that, you're rehearsing the song and then, you know, you're just anticipating your performance. You do your performance. And then immediately from that, like you're going through everybody that's on the stage that was going through. They were like, "Okay, pick your groups. Like. Right then. And so from the jump, you're just going, 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 going. So we practice. I I don't understand how like this process made you realize what anxiety is <laughs> i know right it seems so thought? easy like right? yeah it was crazy. God, it's crazy it was like insanity and i thought too um i had food poisoning that week because mm. it was just the constant nausea but also too like i grew up you know having a seizure disorder and so at the time i was like prescribed too much for like my like body size and stuff and so I was taking double the amount of normal dose and I hated taking it because it always made me feel like crap so I would never like I would just like (laughs) not let my mom know I wasn't taking it well this week she was on me because I didn't want to like you know get sick and then it ended up being the thing that was making me even sicker Mm. so it was just a bunch of things but yeah it was a wild week just absolutely non-stop it's one of those things where it's like you learn the show must go on like there was producers that had like a trash can side stage ready for me for my group round in case I needed to run off wow. and throw up. Like it was wild. Yeah. But 15 rocking and rolling. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Like you get to experience that at 15, um, you know, lots of, uh, I'm, I'm sure lots of contacts and, you know, really just really cool behind the scenes kind of thing. Then you end up in Nashville and you start writing and, doing everything here and I first saw you um when you played uh at the listening room with Song Suffragettes and um I remember you know I was I was in the front I walked through the office and I was I was walking back to um my office that used to be back here in the corner and I hear so much music all the time that it really takes a lot to get me to just stop and you were, it was the first time I ever saw you and you were playing with Song Suffragettes and, and I like wasn't even paying attention. I'm walking across and I was like, wait, who is this? And Aww. I just stopped and I stood back in the corner by the bathrooms and just listened to your song. And then I went up to Todd and I was like, hey, who is that girl? So, I mean, that was, that was a while back, but. Um, yeah, I think I started playing with them when I was like 17. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So your journey, like uh, through that process and getting into Nashville Mm -hmm. and and all of that, like, when did you figure out like that 
you had the talent to put pen to paper and take all of these thoughts in your mind and make it as beautiful as you make your songs. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Brit Skin Beauty. Located in the beautiful Indulgence Medi Spa in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Brittany is the go-to esthetician for facials, dermaplaning, microdermabrasion, waxing, lashes, and any skincare products and consultations. So many people in the music industry use her frequently, and her work speaks for itself. To schedule your next consultation or make an appointment, visit BritSkinBeauty.com or send an email to BritSkinBeauty at gmail.com. I'm going to try to make a long story short because I could just, I, since I started at such a young age, I just have so much <laughs> that's happened and that has influenced that. So I'd say there's like a couple super influential moments in my career that I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, first one being about a year after I started taking guitar lessons, uh, everybody was always like super complimentative and super sweet, like telling my parents, like complimenting me. And so my parents, they're like, Oh, thank you so much. But at the same time as my parents, they're like, well, we think she's amazing, <laughs> but like, <laughs> do they actually think she's amazing or are they just being nice? Cause they know us. Yeah. So there was a, a Colgate country showdown happening in Northern Florida at Swanee river. And, my mom somehow found out about it. And at the time, my brother and I were in the middle of like a theater camp that week. And we were having our big show that night. And my mom comes and pulls us and she's like, we're driving eight hours right now <laughs> to go do this singing competition. And I was like 10. And so we drove and did it. And I ended up winning in this city that nobody knew who I was. I was like 10 years old. with, And it was all age ranges too. But... Um, so then I went on to States and I've actually met a couple friends through that competition that I'm still friends with. And so that was probably one when I was little, but I was just like, oh, this is really cool. It wasn't like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do, but right. it was definitely like a step. And then when I was 13, I went to a Taylor Swift concert and we were like in the nosebleeds and she started singing Long Live. And I can't play that song like live without like crying. But she started singing this song and you couldn't even hear her. Like everybody in the stadium was like a million times louder than she was. And it was just, I was never an emotional child and just tears <laughs> overwhelmed me. I started mm. crying and my mom was like, what is going on? Cause she's never seen me like that before. And I was like, it's just so cool. Like everybody's singing all the words. And at the time, like, knowing that that was my initial reaction. I was like, this is what I meant to do. Like the fact that none of these people know each other and they're all singing so much louder than the actual artists. And they just connect to this lyric, but nobody knows anybody, but they're all connected through this song. It's just insane. Um, and then fast forwarding, I was on the show and the first season that I was on, it was just kind of like, you know, like practice on your stage presence because I had always played guitar my whole career leading up to then and got off the show probably did like 200 shows afterwards that year just to like really practice wow, like playing with a, a band and yeah just putting my guitar down being comfortable on the stage and then came back and they noticed a difference and I was like okay well actually I think it was in my first uh, audition they're like wow you like really like you were the perfect like case scenario case to show like you took what we said and you did it and so 
after that, I was like, well, I've worked on the stage part of things. Now I really want to focus on songwriting because I started songwriting when I was like 10, but nowhere near obviously as serious as now. Um, but I did like an album when I was 13 with Billy Yates and he was like my first co-writer. So we co-wrote a couple songs and other songs here and there. But after the show, I was really like, okay, I need to go to Nashville. I need to be writing because that's the other component in this is to be like a fluent songwriter and be able to compel people with your stories. And with the whole Taylor Swift thing, I'm like, I need to be able to write. So, um, yeah, then I just really started coming back and forth. And I feel like those are kind of the key components of what was like, all right, this is my time. Like, I got to go like, (laughs) start focusing and make the jump. I love it. I feel like there's so much that we can uncover. We're going to have to have a follow up because there's like knowing like part of your story um, and some cool things that I really want to know more about, like Mm -hmm. you sitting on the front porch with your dad watching hurricanes come in just for fun. (laughs) Like some really cool stuff. But um, I know we only have a few more minutes left and I really want to talk about it was a, it was an awesome opportunity to go to St. Augustine with you not too long ago. Oh, so much and fun. during that week being the same week that your last song came out. Yeah. And I want to um I want to talk about that so that the listeners, you know, know that song, the stories behind that one and then, you know, just more about how to follow you and that's so big Sweet. in the industry today. It's oh, like gosh, yeah. You know, it's frustrating at the same time like when I I see, you know, artist a and artist b Mm -hmm. and that's why i love music it's so subjective but like my opinion like this artist could be like so much better than this artist right Mm -hmm. but because this artist that's not that good has three hundred thousand followers than this one it's like (laughs) well we'll take that one it's just like yeah. So everybody oh, needs to go follow Emily Brooke. Um, yes, please. But please. Um, let's, yeah, let's talk about uh, your last release. Yeah. Um, so my most recent single is called Sidetracked. I wrote it with Ava Sapelsa and Andy Skibb. Such a good song. Thank Love you. it. I kind of wanted to do like a fun little last summer song before going into fall. And um, I kind of come in being like, talking about that doing some sort of fun summery vibe thing and uh, we were just bouncing around different song titles and Ava had this one called sidetracked and I was like oh that's really cool what if we did it like a flipped way then her idea originally I don't want to spoil it so somebody else takes it but (laughs) um, so we ended up taking it the way that we did and um, it came out really really cool so we just we wrote it at Andy's house and then he produced the heck out of it. And it was just kind of inspired by my boyfriend and all of our, like us in the room, like our relationships and how things just get crazy with yeah. like the go and flow of life. So get a little sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. So obviously knew at a very young age that you loved this. Mm-hmm. You got the opportunity to be a part of American Idol. Yeah. You are writing and releasing amazing songs. Thank you. And have a career that I am quite certain is going to go very well for you. Thank you. I hope so. So <laughs> if you are sitting here on this couch right now talking to 10-year-old 
Emily or anyone out there listening that is following this dream or whether anything creative, right? Like what would you say to them at this point? It's, this is always like my go-to because I always have to tell myself this and it's, it's not often, but there are definitely times like that I do have to tell myself and remind myself like if this is something that you're passionate about and something that you can't imagine your life without, then don't give up. Like I myself, like I've like when I was trying to move to Nashville and coming back and forth, like every month I was working like three jobs and doing all my shows on the weekends. I've been a med a med spa receptionist. I've worked at a pizza place. I have been like a sales lead at Francesca's. Like I've done like so many different avenues of like, you know, jobs and stuff. And there's just not been anything that brings me the same joy as like being on stage or when you finish that song and then you're like, Oh, this is really good. Yeah. You like listen to it like your whole drive home and you're like, <laughs> like yeah. the whole time. Like that feel good feeling. Like you created something out of nothing or like you make something that makes somebody else feel something. And it's just as cliche as it is. It's a cliche for a reason, but don't give up because like there'll be times that I'll get in my head and I'm like, well, what if, I mean, there's so many people like in this town and you know, I've been doing it for so long, but then I'm like, nope. Like the second that starts creeping into my head, I'm like, no, like there's no other way that this is going to end. Like, cause you have to put it out there. And if you don't believe in yourself and you don't think you're going to make it, I feel like other people can see that. Yeah. So that's my 100%. piece of advice. Keep Sounds it. like, uh, your parents advice from a long time ago is still sticking with you. That, yeah. Um, don't quit. Exactly. Don't give up. Exactly. So, that's awesome. So how Thank can you. everybody follow you? Uh, y'all can follow me by Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all of the things. Um, Instagram is Emily Brooke with an E on the end. Uh, Facebook is Emily Brooke Music. Same thing with TikTok. It's also Emily Brooke Music. And Twitter's Emily Brooke. Awesome. And we will have in our liners, we will put links to all of your socials and all of that. But I know um, you've got to go, so we've got to cut it short. But we are going to follow up and do another one of these because there's so much more to uncover with Emily Brooke. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this. And um, we are just, we're honored to have you as an unsigned artist that we get to highlight this year. And um, just can't wait to watch things just rock for you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. This is Chris Blair with the stories behind the songs with Emily Brooke. This has been an episode of Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information after the show, head over to chrisblair.com. That's where you can find information on these episodes, trailer notes, video links, all kinds of great stuff. Also, make sure to leave us a great rating on iTunes. Like and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I really hope that you think this show is awesome and we really appreciate the love and support. 
I promise to keep gathering great content and continuing to sit down with more amazing songwriters and artists as we grow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the support. We'll see you next time.